welcome to the Awaken Life Church podcast. For more information about our church, please visit awakenlifechurch.net. We hope you enjoy this message by special guest speaker, Dave Harvey. All right. Good to see you all again. Those that haven't seen me, surprise. I'm an Australian and I'm looking forward to having fun with you today. Man, what a special moment. Thank you so much for letting Taff and I be a part of that. Kel, Jay, thank you. She's beautiful. She dressed up today, hey? Like, she's like, <laughs> I'm getting dressed. I love that. Well, um, I'm going to jump straight into it. Today I'm going to just talk about something which you may not think much about, but it's going to be fun. Um, the Lord sort of burnt me with this message years and years ago. Uh, I was in, it was actually the first day when I became a student at the Bethel School of Supernatural Ministry, 2009. Bill Johnson's up on stage. His very first message to us as a class, he started out with these words. He said, if, if you focus on what it appears like God is not doing, it's a downward spiral. But if you focus on what God is doing, it's a spiral that will forever take you up. I didn't know Bill wrote that at a time when he was battling a bit of depression. And it was his focus on the goodness of God and what God was doing that pulled him up. We, um, I want you to open up your Bible and turn to um, Revelation chapter 12, verse 10. This is, this is um, an incredible scripture. Just before it, the great serpent, the devil, has been chucked down to the earth like lightning, cuff splat, absolutely decimated. And this is what it says. So, and I want to tell you, that's the current condition of the devil right now. This is not like going to happen one day. When Jesus rose from the dead, when he died on the cross, he said, it's finished. He rose, rose again. Satan fell. Like he was, he's, he was stripped of authority, stripped of power. Now the kingdom of God is advancing the Bible says there are more for us than those who are against us. The media, the education realm that we live in, the universities would like you to think that there are more against you than are for you. But I want to tell you, two thirds of the angels stayed with heaven. And the devil is not a carbon copy of Jesus Christ or even the Father. He's just one of those angels. So two thirds are with God, the Father, the Son and the Holy Spirit. And right now we are on the offence. Everyone say the offence. This is where we enter this passage. Then I heard a loud voice in heaven. You know, heaven's not like, yeah, let's go for it if we feel like it. A loud voice, it says, Now the salvation and the power and the kingdom of our God and the authority of His Christ have come. Don't you love that? It's not about you. 
It's not about your effort, your righteousness, your good works, how many good things you've done. Right now, it's the authority of Christ. That's what grace is. You can't save yourself. I can't save myself. Jesus has saved us. He saved everyone. He saved the entire planet if they'll just turn and receive it. Oh man, it's someone's choice to go to hell. It is somebody's choice to go to hell. It's like a a $10 billion check has been handing out to everyone. Come, you could never get this. You could never earn this, but come, I've paid for your salvation. Just come. But people don't want to grab a hold of the free gift of grace. Doesn't matter, but check this out. Christ has come For the accuser of our brethren has been thrown down, he who accuses them before our God day and night. There we go. There it is again. And verse 11, And they, us, overcame him, the enemy, because of the blood of the Lamb and because of the word of their testimony. Everyone say, their testimony. Okay, the blood of the Lamb is our number one weapon. Everyone should have the blood of the Lamb. That's the finished work of Christ. But here it says right now you have another weapon, your testimony. The third weapon it says here, and the third weapon is they did not love their life even when faced with death. That's your third weapon. If you are a true follower of Christ, you don't love your life even when you're faced with death. Are you ready to die? No, I want my comfortable Western life, Dave. It's really cool life. Can I get that up? It's just going to fall back down, is it? I just pull it up. Whoa, now it's in my face. You have a testimony that's a weapon. I want to focus on that weapon today. I want to focus on that weapon. The other two are really pertinent, but I want, you to, I want you to underline that in your Bible if you can. You have a testimony. So this became real to me that I learned that a testimony was a weapon. It's not just a nice little moment where we go, yay, God showed up, but I'm still broken and I'm still defeated and there's so many more against me. Rubbish. It's a moment where God rocked up, put glory on your story, put His presence on you. Your timeline, whenever you were born, He jumped in on it and goes, I'm going to do that. He saved your marriage. He healed your body. He saved your spirit, your soul. Like He gave you a new life in Christ. Everyone has that testimony in the room, unless you don't know Jesus and you can fix that today. It's so easy to know Jesus, He's paid it all. But we all have these moments of glory where God has jumped on our story and they're not just meant to be like water bottles that we take a sip of and then we throw away. They're meant to be weapons. Isn't that insane? It's cool. 
Because some of us are called to be evangelists. Some of us are called to actually train and equip people to evangelise. And some of those evangelists are actually phenomenal at articulating the gospel of Christ and all that. And I, and I hope we all can. But here's the good news. The gospel of Jesus Christ is already inside of you. And it's a testimony. It is a testimony that I was lost and God came in and saved me. God came in and healed me. God came in and restored an unrestorable relationship. God did the impossible. That's good news. That is the good news. Have you heard the good news? Not have you heard what CNN just said or what? what they're saying now over here on Facebook or what this doctor or whatever that virus, it's not that. You have to be the spreader of good news. You know, when I, I was telling the guys last night, when I filled up my car just before I came here, it had five, $55.54. So five, five, five immediately was highlighted to me. And then it was 11.114 gallons or something, 11.11. This whole trip, we've been seeing 555 and 1111. And I, I asked the Lord, what's the 1111? And he said, it's Proverbs 1111. And I'm going to turn to it because it's pretty cool scripture. But it has to do with this thing of, this church is called to overcome in this city. Who uses a feather as a bookmark? They don't work very good. Let me go. Go, buddy. Oh, you're coming back. <laughs> Thanks so much. All right, stay there then. Must be meant to keep him. Um, Proverbs 11.11 11 says this, By the blessing of the upright, a city is exalted. <laughs> Do you know when you share a testimony, you're blessing your city? Do you know what a city is? Nothing without people. This church is called to be radical in telling stories. You've got to be a great storyteller. You've got to be a phenomenal storyteller. Just tell a story. It doesn't mean if you stutter as you tell your story. It doesn't mean if, you, if you're a bit nervous when you tell your story. It doesn't matter. It's the power of God unto salvation. You know, people are not walking around today going, could God save my marriage? They're like, where do I get my next Fix is it pornography that's going to inebriate me from this pain in my relationship? Is it is it um, drugs? Is it you know hallucinogens are off the charts? They're looking for an answer. You step in and go. Can I tell you a story? This happened. I remember the Lord challenged me. He said. When we moved to Reading from Australia, 2009, School of Supernatural Ministry, mind being blown away by the miracles that God's doing in our life, in our children's life. You know, even our, our youngest at that time, he was two and a half, I think when he was three, so we'd been there about six months. I'm watering plants and I hate gardening because everything dies when I plant them. I don't know what it was and some like, I hope this works. And of course, one of them dies. So I'm like, yeah, of course. It was a pepper tree. It died. Yeah, stupid tree. So I 
watering the other ones, not even watering that anymore. It's dried up. Zeke comes out in his pyjamas that morning, walks over to this plant that I'd given up on, squats down, puts his hand out like this, and I'm looking at him going, what are you doing? <laughs> like a little Jedi warrior. I'm like, I'd, I've never done that. I don't hug trees. I'm not that kind of guy. I, and then he's 30 seconds, he walks away, and I go, as he's walking, I said, Zeke, did you just pray for that plant? And he goes, yeah. And then he walks off. You know what kids are like. Like, so what? <laughs> of course they did. Well, that plant a week later came back to life. <laughs> I think it's one of my only resurrection stories from my son. So we move into this house. Our neighbors are beautiful Americans, the most generous kind people they love God but they've been deeply offended by the church they don't go to church anymore I told them to go to Bethel walls come down between us and I'm like great put us next to those people people that don't want to know you and the Lord said this just tell them testimonies tell them the good stories of what I'm doing So, not all the time, but when I would remember, I'd come home from a revival group and there'd be a crazy miracle. It might have been a $1,000 testimony or a $10,000 testimony. And I'd go, hey, Corey, check this out. Check out what happened today. And I'd just tell him what happened. This kid, this kid who I didn't even think should deserve it. God gave him $60,000 today after we prayed for him last week. And then he gave him $70,000 straight after that. And Corey would be like, oh yeah, oh yeah, it's okay. And he'd walk off. The testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. And if he's done it once, oh baby, He's going to jump out of your testimony and do it again. And so I'll just tell as many testimonies as I could, not forcing him, but just make it natural. And then I did that over a year and a half or so. And he, at the same time, his wife, towards the end of that, just started to pray, God, would you get my husband? They, their, their relationships were messed. They're messing up. Like All their relatives hated them. They'd try to do good things and it would get messed up we watched it we we're like crumbs it's like nothing you're doing seems to work everything was just not working and I'm releasing these testimonies and then he he has a dream and he, while he's asleep he has this dream and in the dream there's a guitarist singing from stage and he's out of tune and he's out of sync with the music and Corey was sitting in the second row and he's like, this worship leader is terrible. This is awful to listen to. And he looks to his left and a guy in a hoodie sitting next to him and he turns and looks and it's a demon with red eyes and it looks at Corey, freaks out, jumps over him, runs down the aisle and all these men come out of nowhere and tackle this thing and take it away. As soon as that happens, he's in the basement of the church where the children's church is and he hears a baby crying crying and and he's like what so he's trying to get in the doors are locked he can see the baby and next thing he sees in the room 
there's a demon, red eyes appeared, and it's trying to get this baby. Now, this is in a dream. And so he's trying to get in, he's trying to get in. And as he tries to get in, he, he rips open the door. And as he does, this demon jumps through the glass, lands beside him, and all these people come out of nowhere, tackle this thing, and take it away. He, he wakes up in a sweat, and the Lord says, I've just delivered your family from two demons. One's been twisting communication between you and your relatives, and the other one has been stealing gifts. The Father's been trying to give you gifts for years. Corey's life, he goes into an open vision, sees a river of blessing, and God says, I'm going to teach you how to step into this river at will and to show others to step into this river at will. You're going to bless other people. This is the vision for your family. I want to tell you what happened to Corey over the next months and years. He changed. His daughter, who he'd left church because he got offended because his daughter got serious um, bronchial issues, asthma. She gets healed in healing rooms where Taflete's, her lung... Left lung inflates, she gets instantly healed. His wife, all arthritis just drains from her neck, her back, her shoulders, her hands. She sends us photos of her, of her hands. She gets completely healed. Then they start building, changing their house so they can house young girls that are coming to Reading from overseas. And so they start having four, five, six young girls living with them, seven young girls. Then he builds some little apartments on the back of his property uh, turns them into little places for the girls. So then they rent the house next to us, next to them where we used to stay and they put boys in that one and they're starting to become a mother and father in their street of the nations from testimonies, from testimonies, from people, from people that are willing to share good news. All right, here we go. You ready? They overcame the enemy by the blood of lamb and their word of their testimony. And they did not love their life even when faced with death. First, turn to First Samuel for me. First Samuel chapter 17. The, the story is about David... David, as a young boy, is being brought before. He comes to give food to his bros, and there's Goliath taunting the armies of Israel. No warrior, none of the army guys would even face him. He's, he's bag, the Goliath is bagging them out, and then David comes, says, I'll take him out, and he's brought into the chamber of the king. So check this out. David, uh, we'll start at verse 33. Then Saul said to David, you're not able to go against this Philistine to fight with him for you are but a youth while he has been a warrior from his youth. But David said to Saul, your servant was tending his father's sheep when a lion or a bear came and took the lamb from the flock. I went out after him and attacked him and rescued it from his mouth. And when he rose up against me, I seized him by his beard and struck him and killed him. Your servant has killed both the lion and the bear and this uncircumcised Philistine will be like one of them since he has taunted the armies of the living God. 
And David said, the Lord who delivered me from the paw of the lion and from the paw of the bear, he will deliver me from the hand of the Philistine. And Saul said to David, go and may the Lord be with you. So check this out. A boy comes into the court of a king. That's a terrifying place. But he doesn't come in like most of us as Christians are with his testimony somewhere out there. Forgotten in the dust, can't remember what happened. He comes in with eyes of fire and he comes in and he says, let me tell you, Saul, king who just told me that I can't do this, who told me I'm too small, who told me I'm not good enough. Let me tell you something. God empowered me to take out a lion. God empowered me to take out a bear. And those testimonies of what God has done, they're gonna happen again. He says, he releases a testimony. The presence of God comes in. The angels of God come into that place and the king goes, we're in baby. Here's my armour. We know he didn't use the armour. He just used, he actually used his testimony again. Took down the giant. You know what's interesting? Lion, bear, giant. Testimonies increase in size. Oh, baby. There's some of those financial guys in the room. This is true. When we focus on what God is doing, it's an upward spiral. Of the increase of His government of peace, there'll be no end. The earth will be filled with the knowledge of the glory of the Lord as the waters cover the sea. This thing is going to be exponential. You have no idea what your testimony is capable of. You, as you pick it up out of the dust and you clean it off and sharpen it, you have no idea what giant it's going to take out. You have no idea how big it's going to get. No one believes me. We, I won't, I'll, I'll, if I get time, I'll do the other one. We practice this. No, I'll share it now. We practice this um, and it all came from our home group. We're in our home group and the Lord said this to me. He said, Dave, draw the happiest face you can and get everyone in the room, 35 adults in our home group, get them all to draw the happiest face. So we got everyone to draw a happy face and God said, put them on the ground. So we put them on the ground and then he said, get everyone to walk around that and look at these faces. This is how I'm looking at them right now. I'm not angry at you. I'm not disappointed at you. I'm not disillusioned with you. I'm not, I'm not in any way. I'm so happy towards them right now. And so they're walking around and people are checking out the smiles of God, 35 beautiful adult smiles. And they're looking at this. And then the Lord said, now read scriptures of how good I am. So I just began to flick over my Bible and just read scriptures about the abundance of God and how he's a, he's a brother. He's, actually, he sticks closer to us than a brother. And he'll never leave us and he'll never forsake us. And though there be an army against us, God will fight for us and will win. And I began to just read scriptures and you should have seen people are just looking at the happy face of God. And then they're hearing about what God does. And then God says, now get them to declare what they want to see. And so someone goes, my daughter's going to come back to the Lord in two weeks time. And we're like, yeah. And someone else goes, I'm going to get a job next week. Yeah. 
We're cheering. And then out of my mouth comes, $1,000 for everybody. And I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. And I was trying to grab the words as they're coming out. I couldn't grab them. Half of me was offended that I said it. The other half felt like God had shouted out of me. Do you know he's offensive sometimes? You know he's not as religious as you think? Five minutes later, we finish. Taff goes over to get some food out on our blank table, kitchen table. And in the middle of the table, an orange envelope has appeared with Dave and Taff Harvey and a $1,000 cash print like inside it. Wasn't there before. She runs over and goes, babe, look, look what just appeared on the table. We're freaking out. No way, God just gave us $1,000. Who wants it? So everyone's putting their hands out. Yeah, we want $1,000. So we said, all right, well, Jesus, thank you for doing this now. We don't know how that happened. Jesus, do it again. The next week, three people come to home group. We always start with testimonies. Three people testify. I got $1,000. I got $1,000. I got $1,000. Those three were not there that night. God loves to break the religious spirit even more. He's like... We were a little offended. You guys weren't even here. It's not fair. But you have the testimony. Now you release it over whoever wants it. So we got people to stand who wanted it and they prayed, God, you gave me a $500 gift and then you gave me another $500 gift that next day. Would you do it again for these people? And they prayed. The next week, two people got $2,000. And then they released it. And it just kept happening again. I released it over my interns. One of them gets $1,000 the next day. He texted me, I got a thousand bucks. I said, great, you can release it tomorrow when we start with our brand new BSSM students, 65 on the grass. He stands on a park bench and releases it. Within five minutes, someone is given $5,000. An Anglican priest is there. He doesn't believe it. He prays it for his dad. Three days later, his dad texts him and he gets $3,000. Annoyed that he didn't believe. A girl gets given from a non-Christian friend. Her sister in Scotland gets given um, an amount in euros from a non-Christian friend. And she wrote her this message. She said, I'm giving you this money because I know your sister's at that weird school in California so she can come home for Christmas. That amount in money equated to a thousand US dollars. So we were like pretty chuffed. This had happened week after week, weeks and weeks, and it had been going for a while. I'd been releasing it in my group. And one day we're releasing it, and all of a sudden, as we're praying for students to get thousands of dollars, an old lady hits me with her bag. She was one of my volunteers. And she says, and add a zero to Dave and Taff. And I fell down laughing. I was like, no way, of course. Here I've got God in a $1,000 box. He can just write another zero on the end. Three days later, we have a knock on our door. It's at night, someone's there. We know them, but we really don't know them that well. And they said, hey, we've been trying to give money to an orphanage for six months. And we just haven't had peace about any orphanage we've found. And then God gave us a vision of your house here in Reading. And we want to give you this because he said, you're an orphanage and you're breaking off the orphan spirit and he gave us a check for ten thousand dollars 
So we go to Revival Group, we release that. The next thing, like I told you, a young guy who I didn't think should get it was given 60000 and then $70,000. So we get him to release it. Then one of our women is given two $100,000 gifts. And we are, by this time, I'm like a pressure cooker. I'm like, there's too many good things happening. I better tell somebody. So I told the staff at Bethel, when I told them, they were very annoyed with me. These are not, I'm not sharing you these stories at all to brag about myself. Please don't, I hope no one's in this room thinking Dave's special. He's got this special anointing to do whatever. I want to tell you, I stumbled onto this. This is your inheritance. He knows your name. He made you in your mother's womb. You're not here to look at someone and go, oh, you're a superstar and I'm just this. This is your inheritance. You have weapons you're not using. You have weapons that are just in the dust. The Lord appears, the first time the word testimony appears in the Bible is Exodus. It's when manna, a miracle, a testimony had happened six days in a row, food, miraculous food appearing every day. God says, stop, collect some of that. Put it into the Ark of the Covenant for me. It's a weapon. And so it says, so as Moses had said, Aaron placed an omerful of manna into the Ark of the Covenant before the capital T testimony. God calls himself testimony. Why is your testimony so powerful? Because God is there. God himself is there. Oh, but I've only got a small testimony. I've got to wait for a big testimony. Let me tell you, as you celebrate the small, it gets big. You know the $1,000 testimony has grown to multiple million dollar testimonies. You know we had a student put his hand up and go, I got a testimony. That guy released the dream of lost things being returned. And this week, we'd lost a turtle for six months. And it crawled out from under our thing and I'd also lost my university key my dorm key that was going to be 200 bucks to replace and I found that as well God gave me my turtle back and my key back and we're like awesome someone else put their hand up yeah we had some lost things returned too someone came in and stole a bunch of stuff from our house and on the way to revival group this morning we looked and sticking out of our neighbor's garage is all of our stuff So we went and knocked on the door. Cut a long story short, she gave her life to the Lord and we got all of our stuff back. Someone else puts their hand up. My my dad and I had a big fallout last week and to spite me, he gave away my inheritance early to my cousin. He said, but just yesterday I got a call from my cousin and he said, this is blood money, I'm I'm giving your inheritance back. So check this out, small testimonies. So I get, I'm in front of the school, thousand something students and the Lord says, release the testimonies of lost things being returned. So I release the testimony of a turtle and a key. And a kid is sitting there way in the back and he, his father left home when he was four. 
He's 24 now. And he sits there and he goes, God, if you can bring back a turtle and you can bring back a key, could you bring back my dad? Four days later, a Facebook message pops up from his biological father who he's never seen before. Hi, would you like to reconnect? <laughs> he comes to me and said, what do I do? And I said, what do you mean? What do you do? Ends up, his father flies him out for Christmas. He meets his new mother-in-law, meets all these new siblings. He had the greatest time. God gave me his dad back. It gets bigger than that, but I don't have time to tell you. If God told the Israelites to place the testimony in the holiest place, in the temple, where is the temple now? Everyone do this. Yo, it's in here. Your testimonies don't need to be in the dust anymore. You've got to pick them up and put them, put them in here into the Holy of Holies. Do you know we've practiced with these so many different types of testimonies? We've seen kidnapping turned around in an instant when we've released testimonies. Like real time. We've seen old testimonies. You might be sitting there and go, well, I remember a testimony that happened to me when I was 50, like 50 years ago that this happened. We've seen old testimonies brought out, shared and instantly happen. It's like they're alive. It's like nothing's wrong with them. They don't get broken. They don't get worn out. They don't run out of batteries because God is on them. Jesus said this, you are the light of the world. Who's the light of the world? Everyone say, oh, I am. Yeah, I'm the light of the world. You are the light of the world, a city on a hill that cannot be hidden. You know, the fastest growing church right now is in a closed Muslim country in Iran and it's from women mostly, the most outcast in society, sharing their testimony. Sharing it in love, sharing it in faith, and then Jesus is rocking up like a beast. Pimps are getting saved. Imams are getting saved. It is unstoppable right now. It's time to dust off your testimony. Time to share it with someone. And then when he does something again, share it with someone. And then when he does something again, share it with someone. You're a living stone. You're made by God. And he's put you around the very people. As you go, Jesus said, as you go, share the good news. He's put you around the very people that need to hear the good news that's happening in your life. Oh, but I'm in a I'm in a pit right now. The devil's got me in this downward spiral. Look for what he's doing. Look for someone else's testimony. Grab a hold of someone else's testimony and tell that to someone around you. You can use other people's weapons. Did you know that? You can grab someone else's sword. I've used tons of other people's testimonies and seen Jesus do it again. Jesus is so good. All right, I wanna pray for you. But before we do, 
Uh, we have a testimony app and it's called Increase. And I love it. The Lord told me in, on this journey, we, we made the coffee table books for those that got them, but He said, when we were making the coffee table books, you're going to make an app and, and the app will be connected to a map and the map will have lights that light up the world. And every light will be a light of my goodness. So that's testimonymap.com. You can go there anytime and see what God is doing around the world and grab one of those weapons and release it. Imagine if we built a global database of hope for the world. Oh, grandma's just got fibromyalgia. What are we going to do? Let's jump on there and see who's been healed of fibromyalgia. Oh, Oh no, I've got a bad diagnosis of cancer. Let's go see what God's done. Let's go see what God's doing. Or I'm in business. What, what's God doing in business right now? What has God done in business? What's possible in business? It's time for us to get a hold of the upward spiral of God and start telling others about it and believing for Him to do it again. Cool bananas. So you can add your testimonies whenever. You can keep them private if you're that kind of a person. Or you can put public as well. And when you put public, they jump on that thing. And um, as you can see, there's a bunch going on. Even Australia's got good news, babe. It's not all bad in Australia. All right, I want to pray for you right now. We need to land the ship in two minutes. Stand up if you... No, just everyone stand up. I'm going to commission you. You ready? Close your eyes. Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit. Just say, Holy Spirit. Thank you that you're here. Thank you I don't have to force you to be here. Thank you that you're not angry with me. You're not disappointed with me. Thank you that I can know your thoughts. Say, Holy Spirit. Bring back to my memory a testimony that you want me to share this week. Wow. And say, Holy Spirit, show me the color of what the person is wearing this week that I'm meant to share this testimony to. All right, you can all sit down. There's your commissioning. If you want a $1,000, $10,000, $100,000 or a million dollar miracle, you can stand up now. But get ready because it happens. Reach out in front of you, turn your childlike knob up. He doesn't always do it. Here for you religious people, you're like, I won't believe unless I get $1,000 like in an orange envelope with my name on it on an empty table. Some of you might get an $800 reimbursement from that company that whatever you didn't know you had and then you might get a $200 bit of cash put in your, in your wallet or whatever. Like the amount of variety of how God does this is insane. So Holy Spirit right now, I thank you that your testimony is prophecy. <laughs> Lord, we thank you for this incredible church. And right now I pray for thousands of dollars, 
tens of thousands of dollars, hundreds of thousands of dollars, million dollar ideas, millions of dollars to be released into your sons and daughters of righteousness. God, I pray also that as your goodness breaks out on this church, that they will give it away. They'll tell people, they will pour it out over their city. We thank You that when the righteous prosper, the city rejoices, God. And may this city of Phoenix be blessed by every one of them, wherever they go. Amen.